Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, guys. Um, welcome um, to another one of these. You get the drill. Um, so today we're joined here by Charlotte. Hello. Hello. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I was literally going to ask you the same thing. I'm uh, well. Yeah, just chilling <laughs> during lockdown, really. Fantastic. Um, yeah, because um, another thing I wanted to bring up, actually, is um, it's actually been a whole year now as during recording since the first natural lockdown in the UK. Oh, my God, that's true. I had not realised that. Yep. Um, yep, it was a year ago today. Um, we had the big announcement from Boris who um, gave us the devastating news we were all somewhat expecting. Um, I just wanted to ask you, actually, like, do you remember where you was, like, when that announcement happened? Um, I was actually at the pub, I believe. I work in a pub as a chef at the moment. Um, And so my boss is very, like, keen on keeping up to date with the news because obviously, like, the pubs are the first to shut if lockdown happens. So um, we had she told us she was like yeah we're just all off work from next week I guess um (laughs) so yeah and I then I've been on and off work ever since so I've had weirdly kind of a nice holiday but from photography terms it's been quite rubbish because obviously you can't work with models so oh no yeah um so as long as you're keeping yourself well that's that's great um can I just say like it's such an honor to have you on like it's just great and we'll definitely go through like all your really awesome, um, talented stuff. Because um, for people who don't know here, um, Charlotte is a very good photographer, and she does a lot of photo editing alongside of um, cosplays, which are very good as well, by the way. Um, yeah, because I've actually come across you quite a few times at conventions where you've like done all these different shoots and things, and it's action when you're doing it. And um, it's really interesting to watch as well, because obviously I'm not exactly a photography wizard or anything, but I can definitely see that you enjoy it and you clearly know like what you're doing. Um, but which obviously will lead into my question is um, where did this all sort of start? Like, have you always been into photography? Like, where did this all sort of come into mind? I probably started well I was taking pictures of uh my family first because my dad wasn't ever in any holiday photos so I thought better fix that um so I started to take family pictures to make sure my dad was in some of them um and then I did photography AS level but I still wasn't sure if I wanted to do it as a hobby or not um Mm. and then I went to Comic Con and I realised that you can take pictures of any of these amazing cosplayers as a photographer. Yeah. Like, for free. It's free modelling. It's the biggest asset to photographers I can think of. Um, so the next time I went to con, I brought my camera with me. And I was terrible back then. But I met some really, really lovely people that I still work with today. So, you know, it's paid off for them. Because oh. now I know what I'm doing. Um, but, yeah. And I've just kind of gone with it from there. So every convention I take pictures and... I've met a lovely group of people I work with outside of cons now, and now I'm aiming for it to be my own business. Hopefully I'd like it to be my job. So yeah. I I really, I really hope so. Cause um, I can definitely see that having a lot of potential because obviously, as I've said before, like I'm not really someone who knows an awful lot where it comes to photos, but you clearly are someone who knows what they're doing. 
and um i really hope that all works out for you in the future yeah that is it's the plan and i mean obviously being in lockdown for years slightly put that plan on a little bit of a hiatus but i've taken the time to learn yeah. some new stuff and i've got some new camera gear so hopefully this year when i start shooting again it should be with a bang and not just pictures of myself which is what i've been doing currently <laughs> yeah um, i was actually going to go into that actually because obviously recently you've been doing a lot of like these unique styled pictures which have been great um a particular favorite of mine was the statue one you did oh yeah um yeah. not that long ago um which was wow that was wow factor like that was great thank you um the way you edited that um so um how how do you like take these pictures because I, I is it like harder to do it like when you're at home or is it awkward or so i actually um before lockdown my biggest frustration in photography was that like i would never get pictures of me that i thought were as good as the pictures i took just because obviously you know if you hand your yeah. camera to someone who doesn't know how to use a camera it's not their fault, but they're never going to get the same like detail you'll get. Um, yeah. And I was really jealous of these girls that were taking these stunning creative self-portraits. And I was like, it must be so difficult. There's no way I can do it. <laughs> and I got really frustrated. So when the first lockdown happened, I thought, you know what? You've got the time now. You might as well just try and learn it. And it will either mm. be terrible and then you don't have to show anyone. Or it will be absolutely amazing. And then you'll have a new skill. So luckily for me... Um, it did end up going really well. Um, I'm now in 2021 doing a self-portrait a week. So I'm trying to. Oh wow! Uh, okay. As a little like challenge for myself, and I'm using each one as a like chance to experiment with something new without having to like have a model here. You have to be like, I'm really sorry if this isn't working. If it's you, like if it doesn't work, you just don't <laughs> show anyone. Um, but yeah, so it was a bit tricky to learn at first, but oddly, it's oddly like confidence building and it both in terms of like techniques and like having nice pictures of yourself and Mm. just experimenting with ideas that I wouldn't necessarily present to other people so the statue photo you mentioned the Greek statue um that is an idea I've had in my head for so long I love Greek architecture so much I studied it at school and so the chance to actually be able to do that without having to try and explain to a model the exact picture I had in my head was an absolute blessing. And I'm so pleased it turned out well, <laughs> because um, if not, I would have just been like freezing covered in a, sh- in a sheet for no reason. But Oh, wow. So it was a sheet? Yeah, it's a bed sheet. <laughs> oh, okay. It's the most low budget shoot I've ever done. It was a ring light, a bed sheet, um, cold water and a camera. So... <laughs> So where did this take place in like a bathroom or something? Yeah, just the bathroom at home. Uh, it luckily, kind of luckily and unluckily, um, if you're a photographer, you'll know that technically, if you want to take pictures underwater, if you've got a light behind the water, that's how you do it. But I can't oh, okay. do that. So because my ah. shower's against a wall, so I yeah adapted, improvised, and overcame. And um, my the background of my shower is kind of a marble texture. So I thought, oh wow, that's so it's cool. not actually marble, but it looks like it. So I'll I'll go with that, yeah. and it yeah, it fits in enough that you know it doesn't take away from the photo. So um, I know. So, <laughs> so how does your like family find this? Like, do they like suddenly see you like get all your camera and equipment out, and they're like, oh, here we go, Charlotte's <laughs> doing another 
photo again or um because obviously that that to me just sounds interesting like it's funny you should ask that i am i'm not embarrassed of doing photography but it's been kind of drilled into me that like don't you don't need like not it's like always been part of me like you don't need to be so extra and I'm getting over that I'm like actually I want to be so extra so I will be um so I very rarely do self-portraits in front of my family which is why almost all of them have been shot exclusively at 4am in my bedroom uh so you might see the same backgrounds cropping up occasionally but um yeah I tend to go out of my way to avoid um people my mum's getting slightly more used to it I'm slowly starting to realize that they just don't care if I'm doing it so I'm happier to go in the garden and stuff um they're not opposed to it my mum's just like why can't it's more of like a (laughs) you okay sure um but yeah so my my aim would be to get confident enough to just go to any location I felt like it and do it um yeah but my my family's yeah they understand it's practice um yeah I tend to phrase it as my mum is my biggest critic, also my. It's, it's kind of nice because I can show her any picture, and if it's bad or if there's something she doesn't like, she'll tell me, and she knows I'll ignore it if she's wrong. But, um, but yeah, it, yeah, it kind of it works out well because she will just, from an art perspective, be like, "It's kind of bad, isn't it?" I'm like, "Thanks, mummy, that's fine." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because um, a few weeks ago I had my friend on here and. Um, she was sort of talking about when she does a lot of body paint stuff mm. and it's almost like every other day at the moment they're like knocking the door for dinner and then she's like got all this body paint of like Vince the Van Gogh oh my God. starry painting and it's just like so that stuff just really interests me because um I can't say I've really had that situation myself because um I, I just haven't really got around to doing any body paint stuff yeah i mean i'd love to and try majority... i'm not an artist so it would be terrible yeah no yeah because the majority of the time when i take at least cosplay stuff like cosplay pictures it's normally when people aren't here yeah. just to, just for the less awkwardness but i have been like walked in like a few times and stuff when i'm dressed as like five from umbrella academy oh, yeah. and having to answer the doors to the postman as something that, I think that, which that's was uh, always the very case. strange it's like if you're if we're doing something creative it is stressful to think that someone could walk in and say anything negative because yeah. when you're in that creative space if you hear anything negative that's kind of it like you the space is broken and you won't create as well so I tend to be quite careful if I've got a really good idea like I didn't tell anybody about the statue photos I wanted to take at all because I was like if anyone says anything okay. rude about it before I do it, I just won't do it. Um, whereas yeah. afterwards, when I could show them and be like, this is what I'm talking about, that works. Mm. So yeah, I, I I try to avoid around supper time and stuff where I'm like, ah, be a minute. <laughs> just going to get some normal clothes on. <laughs> so um, what would you say has recently been like, um, like in terms of your like self-portrait stuff you've been doing currently, well, what's been like the hardest one you've had to like, do so far and edit oh that's really interesting i'm just finding i'm finding them so i can remember all of the ones i've done <laughs> um in terms of well i can the easiest one was probably the first one i did this year which was i went out to the common opposite my house and the views are just so good they speak for themselves um yeah i mean i guess it 
it depends if you're talking in terms of like creative vision or gear so i'm yeah. really limited by the space in my room because my wallpaper as yeah. people have probably seen some of my pictures is uh special it is people seem to love it but if you look closely it is in fact medieval peasants being scared of hot air balloons uh it was here <laughs> when i moved in so that's hard to incorporate oh, wow. into the background of pictures um and apart from that i yeah. have no plain walls so the biggest challenge is finding something that fits with something mm. so i think technically the hardest one i've done so far was probably the dust sheet one um yeah so for those i pinned up dust sheets over my head behind the camera and like behind me and then in order to get the camera to see me i had to constantly flick the dust sheet out of the way as well as having led oh, lights gosh. and a ladder behind me and a light on me so that was the biggest faff and the biggest i'm not sure this is going to work out of all of them um i did get a couple of good ones but it was okay that was probably the one that's the most struggle and also the ones i like least i think um they're yeah. just they're really good pictures but and there is good editing but they don't really tell me a story as much as some of the other ones do yeah so um obviously when you're taking these pictures um i'm assuming you tend to take like quite a few yeah and then you sort of and then you sort of decide like which ones work best in your opinion so how many pictures do you normally take like r roughly is it like 10 is it 50 so like... i am um, one of my things about photography is i like to be really transparent because it's so easy to think that stuff's super easy and be frustrated when you can't do it but it's not so for most of these i took between one and two thousand photos <laughs> i'm not joking um and out of oh, two thousand okay. pictures i will normally like maybe five and i'll really like one or two and that is just no way I, especially because it's self-portraits i have my camera on interval timer so it takes two photos every two seconds um okay so yeah so i tend to do like sets of 80 and kind of move around and mix it up and i'm getting faster at it but i'm definitely a photographer that yeah. likes to have the options to pick from and then when i'm looking through afterwards i'm like that one's perfect rather than someone who shoots very few but knows exactly what they're going for but yeah so it is it's mm. in the thousands <laughs> oh, god I'm, I'm i assume like obviously at least by maybe quite an odd few of you probably blinking quite a lot of them as well so you, you've got to go through that agony of just going through like all of that yeah, as well I, I need to make an um, outtakes folder somewhere on my instagram because there are some <laughs> special photos i went live doing my last shoot so there's a series of pictures of me trying to explain how angry a swan i once met was uh which probably oh. deserves their own their own special place on my page so yeah oh well if that does happen i i for one am very excited to i will see put that. them up at some point and i'll let you know oh thank you that'd be great um so um Obviously, we've spoken about your self-portrait stuff and um, we've gone through the struggles of photography as well. Um, another thing I wanted to bring up, of course, is conventions because um, we both attend those quite regularly, yeah. I like to think. Um, so something that really interested me, I think you did a TikTok quite a while ago about blocking shots. In yeah, the red flags for which, photographers. That's yeah. right. So I sort of just wonder, because obviously for people who haven't seen the video, like, could you sort of go into detail on, like, what 
that was about because that was really interesting yeah of course so when um so back when cons were still going on um i decided to make a series on my photography tiktok about how the red flags to look out for at comic-con because a lot of cosplayers are not used to photographers asking for their pictures and you just wouldn't know what to look Mm. out for if you haven't been there for a while um so i wanted to kind of break it down into really simple things that you can do as a cosplayer or as a photographer to help your model out so um okay generally it's pretty simple if they're not being a polite an exemplary polite and nice human being you are more than entitled to step away and say oh i would i'd rather not but thank you um if they don't take no Mm. for an answer definitely run a mile that's not okay what the cosplayer says is final um obviously Mm. anyone that makes you feel uncomfortable and especially if they won't let you bring a friend with you to a shoot um just it is it can be broken down into basic human politeness um (laughs) which is why it's so frustrating that so many photographers forget to follow those rules um but the main one Mm. for photographers was protect your models there are a lot of people that snipe yep um, at Comic Con, which is when a photographer, a different photographer, will take a photo of a cosplayer with a long lens just from the other side of the con um, of them. I don't know, eating or in another shoot, and it means the cosplayer doesn't know the photo is being taken. You don't know the photographer. You don't know where those photos will go. Um, oh yeah, that's that's yeah, no, yeah. That's a bit... So it's 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 seedy. It's odd. You don't want it to happen. So as a photographer, if you see that happening, you can get in the way of your of that person's shot so for example walk up to your model and pretend to show them what photos are on the back of the camera which you should do anyway um and take that time to be like oh there's a guy behind me that was trying to take pictures of you so i'm just going to stand here till they've gone and just little things like that to show your model that you are looking out for them it makes a world Mm. of difference i've shot with a lot of people at con and honestly the people that are kind and considerate are the people i'd work with again regardless of the quality of the photos yeah so is this is this like sort of speaking from experience like have you actually been in this some sort of situation like this before? yeah um, i mean people sniping at con is, is a problem there is the problem is there's no law against it mm. and the other problem is that if a photographer copyright law is is if a photographer takes a picture they own that picture so they can sell that picture of you mm. um even within con grounds so it's tricky especially because i cosplay as a woman as well i mean i am a woman but you know what i mean yeah <laughs> wow, <that> phrase <laughs> yeah yeah me. i know yeah um but just looking out for other women because often you will get guys who are not photographers they are just guys with cameras that would like to take pictures for themselves not for the model and you want to avoid that at all costs because it's it's a horrible thing for anyone to have to know that somebody else has got pictures yeah. of them with no say over it so it has happened far too often but the more people that are aware of it the more people will be confident to step in and just say excuse me could you wait your turn and that diffuses the situation yeah. every time so you know just spreading awareness really yeah another thing i've also sort of found really interesting at least for photographers at conventions is obviously they tend to get like their own little spot you know what i mean where they have like the um all the equipment set up and they have like the lights and stuff um something i've always wondered like do you all like have to like book that slot or is it kind of like a who comes it's really interesting uh, that you bring it up 
it's actually not allowed in the con rules um and i just think that the convention okay. uh volunteers don't know that so actually you are not allowed tripods or like freestanding photography equipment within the con boundaries you can do it outside the fence that's fine within the fence your friend could hold a light for you i can hold a light and take pictures but i can't put a light on a tripod so the people that do that oh, okay. are generally quite inconsiderate um i think because there's no way to then take pictures in the trees without their stuff in your background and it does mean that they've blocked mm. out a large percentage of that space for photos um they get away with it yeah oh that's so annoying though but yeah that's that's just something i've always um i've always wondered because um obviously I've, I've i've seen it like throughout my times at conventions and i've always just wondered oh i wonder what you know goes into that yeah it's, it's just it's, um, it's a bit annoying because it, it it is inconsiderate to others but so yeah if you're listening and you're a photographer you can't bring equipment into con but you can stand outside the fence and set up yeah. as much equipment as you want and that's absolutely fine um so yes, yeah it's it's just not worth it as well like if you're in a convention the photo will look mm. like you're in a convention you might as well walk 100 meters down the road and take better pictures <laughs> um so yeah, um, obviously we've spoken about your um, obviously photography, and we've spoken about conventions and stuff. Um, obviously, I, I sort of feel like we should talk about the people that you've worked with because I feel like that's kind of another yeah. really key thing, which is the models of um, of that. So, um, ha- have they always been good? Like, has there been like situations that you've sort of had to step away from? Or um, generally, I've been really lucky with models i think i do think that i'm lucky that i'm young i'm a woman so there's nothing really threatening about me um so a lot of like female cosplayers feel happy to shoot with me um and i'm the same age so there's that lovely like basically friendship yeah oh okay that's that's good yeah basically 100 percent friends with everyone i've shot very occasionally um there will be people that put a filter over your work or don't credit you or re-edit your photos, which is a big no-no yeah. um, for photographers, oh. as I'm sure you know. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah while yeah. I don't officially <laughs> have a blacklist, there are a few people that I would definitely have to talk to before I work with again and say, I'm really sorry, I will only work with you if you make sure you credit me and make sure you don't filter my work. Um but yeah, and there's mm. been some people that have been with me for five years now since my first convention, and I love those people. Oh, wow. Yeah, they they stuck with me since I was really bad at photography, so now I try and get them really oh, good bless. shots to make up for it. Yeah. But um, yeah, that is lovely. So um, so what, did you start going to conventions for, was that five years ago, or is that like just for photography? Uh, so I started going to, I think my first convention was 2016, if I oh, remember okay. rightly. Um, and my and I brought a camera to my second convention, so that must have been about 2017. Um, oh, okay. I, so I basically go to the big London ones, and now Birmingham sometimes. Yeah. But um, so oh, yeah, okay. that's been four-ish years, if my maths is right, four or five. So um, obviously you cosplay as well. Yeah. Um, which, yeah. I've seen a lot of your stuff. Like it's very great. Um, I particularly really like your uh, Jenny stuff from Harry Potter. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, 
it it looks great like with the hair and like your makeup and like the overall uniform and stuff. I'm so pleased you... you like it because I was I was very scared to cosplay her, but um, she really I, it's I so thought good people though. People find it boring, and now suddenly between Instagram and TikTok, it's it's done really really well. They're definitely yeah. the best out of all my cosplays, so I'm thrilled because I would love to be Ginny in real life. That would be amazing. Yeah, because um, obviously I don't know a particular load of Harry Potter cosplayers, but I have done Harry Potter related stuff in the past. Oh, cool! Um, and I've I've never seen like anyone do a Jenny before. Oh, like if so I've cool. seen if I yeah if I've ever seen anyone, it's always been a Harry or a Ron or a Dumbledore or a Snape. Oh uh, yeah, I, so, at cons I very rarely do see any of the like Ginny or like mm. the girls. So. It's it's really exciting to be doing her, and I'm also part of a group that's doing Deathly Hallows versions. So, yeah, I'm oh, excited. Okay. I will definitely be bringing her to the next convention that I go to because she's so it's comfy and it's fun, and you know why not? Yeah, yeah, it, it's comfortable as well. I can imagine. Yeah, because um, that's that's always a plus side. Yeah, that's always a plus outfits side. Are so uncomfy. So this is a nice change. <laughs> what? So what? outfits would you say is like the most uncomfortable um i've done so sansa uh stark from game of thrones i've done okay her black dress that has crow feathers around the neck um i don't know if you've oh. if you're aware of game of thrones i'm not but my girlfriend is oh, okay. so she'll know exactly what you're talking so about it's, it's basically <laughs> got a shoulder piece and a neck piece that's made of crow feathers um which basically yeah. means you have to have really good posture for the whole day uh because otherwise you kind of crush it so that oh, okay. really does take its toll after a while because i have terrible <laughs> posture normally so that that's fun um and yeah just i always take do photography in costumes so any of the ones that have like longer cloaks or just like slightly more fiddly pieces it's always a bit trickier oh yeah that's kind of one of the things i don't miss about conventions is just the uncomfortable side of things yeah the shoes um, oh so you say that um i wear a lot of spider-man costumes oh yeah and yeah after a while they get they get uncomfortable <laughs> like your body literally your whole body aches because you're all squished together in this spandex suit i can and imagine the, the feet aren't exactly that great either yeah I'd love to and, do Black um, Widow, but again, just the sh- I can't face the shoes yet. I need to emotionally get rid of that. <laughs> oh, okay. That that would actually be really cool, actually, because I know you've done an MJ, which looks great. Thank you. I did Black um, Widow was actually my second cosplay ever, but I've only got the Hot Topic jacket, so I'd like to get her full suit. Um, but she does oh, okay. wear her suit has inbuilt wedge heels, which sounds fun. But obviously, like, if I'm taking pictures all day and walking around, it might be less yeah. fun. So I might have to consider that aspect. Yeah. I mean, who knows? By the time you get that done, we might even have the film out. So... That's true. I watched them filming yeah. it. They filmed it next to my house. No way. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I live next to Hankley Common um, and also the Bourne Woods. So we get a lot of stuff filmed around here. So like Harry Potter, The Avengers, Black Widow robin hood all that oh, kind wow. of stuff that goes on so occasionally i'll just go for a walk and see what film set they've built you know no way that's so cool quite cool i do enjoy it yeah because uh near where i live um we yeah we because um i live 
way way in in kent um and the only real thing that i can think of that's been filmed like um was where in harry potter where dumb not dumbledore um hagrid and harry are on the bike oh, yeah. and they go through the tunnel mm-hmm. yeah that was in dartford tunnel oh, really? which is literally like 10 to 20 minutes away from where that's i live really cool. um so that's that's sort of how i other than that i can't think of anything else on top of my head I think it's because... But there's a lot of EastEnders actors who live here oh, nice. um, through soaps and stuff. Because it's Ministry of Defence-owned common land, basically. So the film sets pay the Ministry of Defence to be able to use it, um, which is, I guess, why they're so big as well, because the army normally uses it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So um, I'm assuming you've been to the Harry Potter tour I as have, well. yes. It, wow, it, it, it's it's amazing, it is isn't it? Um, so cool. It's so good. It's so good. Um, I haven't actually been for a while, actually, because I think I've been about three or four times. Oh, wow. Um, but this was back in like 2014. Yeah. So a lot has changed since then. I, I actually um... went last year, last October. Oh, okay. During, in between lockdowns. Uh, luckily, my birthday fell just in between, so I went with some friends. Oh, it was amazing phew. because whilst obviously some bits of it were closed um or like you couldn't go in yeah the there were no like overseas tourists coming over so oh um, wow okay it was, that must have been yeah, great it was really really empty and it was only full of people that really liked harry potter enough to have gone so i it probably mm. will never get better than that <laughs> but yeah it was amazing mm. it was the first time i've gone for so long so they've got the train there now and i think the forbidden forest is new as well yeah none of that was there when i went this was like very early it's on definitely worth it yeah i, def- I definitely want to go again because um it's a it's a really great experience yeah. i think um shop is uh slightly expensive on the money side Way of things too expensive, but... yeah yeah <laughs> um now that being said of... people always ask me where i got my stuff from it's from cine replicas which is not as expensive as their shop but it is officially licensed so go go get go oh, get okay. your uniforms from there if you want a full uniform yeah they are really good quality obviously speaking of um harry potter um obviously the harry potter community has been quite divided recently because of um unfortunate we've had um the recent comment comments from uh jk rowling which has not been going down too well so has that like affected you personally as a fan or um i think are you sort of... I've always been someone who just kind of read the books and didn't massively care who wrote them. So I didn't oh, okay. feel like personally betrayed by her or anything. But obviously what she said about the trans community and stuff is terrible. So mm, the main definitely. way it's affected like the community, I think, is everyone's banded together and said, we do not condone her actions. And I've made it very clear that like my TikTok, my Instagram is a safe space for everyone of any gender you know sexuality etc so it's actually made a lot of this like us creators stronger because we've said this is a safe space and therefore it feels like a warmer and nicer community because we don't have Mm. i don't have time to waste like you know wait like seeing what she says next i don't care because you know my space is a safe space and it's not for her to be in so i'm just taking all my content from the books and it doesn't actually matter who wrote them because the story's out there now so yeah yeah i mean the way i always see it is i feel like harry potter in particular um it's kind of gone beyond jk rowling i think at this point 
like it's not necessarily her that's like driving it together i think because it's so big now like compared to what it was like years and years ago um i feel like in a sense it's kind of gone beyond its creator and it's kind of become its own wild thing yeah absolutely i think Um, death of the author is so important here so for anyone that doesn't know death of the author is an an english term which means that once you create anything and put it out for public consumption you essentially are dead to that piece of work it doesn't matter how you intended it to be it's how people receive it yeah so yeah now that she's got such a huge fandom that loves harry potter that she's one person and yes she did write it and some stuff she says she might want to be canon but actually the only canon is what's in those books right now and what people read into it as fans and create as extra as fans that's what matters so that's really Mm. lovely like it's nice it's nice there's such a huge community that her voice just really doesn't matter anymore yeah it's just it's it's just crazy because obviously when it all sort of kicked off um i was seeing like people were selling their merch and like selling their cosplays and like really sort of just not having it and then you sort of had the other side of people who are just like yeah you know it was wrong but you know i'm still gonna yeah, enjoy I it think, i think that um, some people couldn't separate the source material from like her and that's fair enough but yeah. I, for me it'd be a bit extreme to sell it like harry potter is what i grew up on i love it i love the characters it doesn't mm. matter to me who wrote it like she is a horrible person for saying what she said no i'm never gonna say she's oh, not yeah. but in terms of harry potter she doesn't matter in my Harry Potter mm. world. She's not in it. Um, so yeah, all of my Harry Potter stuff is because I like the books, not because I care what she said. So I know a lot of people were mm. saying they were getting rid of, you know, signed stuff, etc. That makes more sense to me because you might not want oh yeah definitely her signature yeah. around necessarily. But yeah, but yeah at the no. end of the day, Harry Potter's now it belongs to the fans now. So. Mm. And then obviously we're getting like all sorts now because obviously we've got the Fantastic Beasts stuff yeah. and then we're, we've got the games as well. And um, obviously I believe they are actually doing a HBO Max series so or something. I'm so confused about what that is. I can't wait. If yeah, I don't, I don't it, quite understand it either. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. It doesn't need to be remade. It's still modern stuff. but um, Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't know. But we to be fair, weirder things have happened, like at this That's point. Because um you know, like look at Marvel for example, um, you know, with the whole um Quicksilver stuff. Um no one expected That's true. that. Yeah. And so um a lot of weirder stuff have happened. Yeah. Um but so yeah, just who knows really or just at whatever this point. you're doing, HBO. Um, just don't ruin stuff. Like you've got <laughs> it's really not that hard to not ruin stuff. So please don't ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> I just hope that all the HBO Max stuff does come to the UK yeah. in some shape or form, because I I really hope it's not purely gonna just be on HBO Max because that'll be a real kick in the teeth for like the non US yeah. fans, particularly for Harry Potter as well because um obviously Harry Potter is a essentially it was a British yeah, thing, definitely. so I feel like that would be a bit of a bit of a pee yeah. take um if we didn't I think get the same with game of thrones um, like when they only released it on hbo and then they were cross that everyone was illegally streaming it it was like look you cannot release the biggest tv <laughs> show in the world exclusively in one country and expect everyone else not to want to see it that's just that sir no 
Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, I haven't watched Game of Thrones, but I know the last season wasn't exactly well received um, by people. Um, so was you one of those people? Was you like, um, oh, my God, this is dreadful? Or was you along the sort of like, you know, it is what it is. I you know, really enjoyed it. Um, I, I oh, think okay. it's it's really tricky because some people got so angry and I was like, but the whole way through, like, we're watching a TV show. So whatever they put out is whatever happens. Um, I, I do agree mm. that there was some choices made with plots, for example, um, that just go against, so I did English at university, it just goes against all natural forms of writing. For example, Daenerys going yeah. from amazing to mental in like one episode obviously your fans are going to feel betrayed because you've set her up to be the heroine mm. and suddenly within two episodes you've gone oh no well you were never meant to like her so i can understand people being frustrated by that but generally i think it was a really good season and um i really love sansa and she ended up as one of the queens so i'm absolutely on board with that <laughs> um so yeah i think because i'm biased to the red-headed people i'm fine with it <laughs> <laughs> wow that's that's a weird way of putting it i'm actually really surprised actually um that's actually a really positive response so, yeah I, um... I loved it i just i was like you know what i don't it's just it's got dragons in it just take a chill put it's yeah. just good there are some bits i don't agree with that doesn't ruin the whole season for me you know i just yeah it was just good television to watch i laughed i cried it was good obviously speaking of television um obviously with all this lockdown stuff um i'm i'm sure that like streaming services are practically on a gold mine at the moment oh, God, because obviously be. the, the amount of people who are getting their subscriptions and you know watching all this new content um because obviously we've had um, a lot of stuff on netflix and we've been getting a lot more of the disney plus originals stuff. yeah like wandavision which was very well received i loved um, it yeah oh really yeah okay yeah, and um, we've obviously got Falcon and the Winter Soldier at the moment. So, would you? So, have you like been keeping up with that? Like, have you been enjoying all the new stuff that's been like coming out? So, I haven't like... seen the Winter Soldier one yet. That is on my to do oh, okay. list for this evening. Um, Fantastic. One division I absolutely adored. Um, I am enjoy. I'm rewatching all the Marvel films in chronological order as well. Just oh for wow, fun. okay. Um, but yeah, I've actually been mainly over on Netflix. So I really got into Snowpiercer, which oh, is... Okay. I've not heard of this one, but it yeah, sounds appealing. it's really not, not on everyone's radar, which it should be. So there was a film. The film was terrible. Ignore the film. It's based on, I believe, an old Japanese cartoon. Oh, okay. Like manga book. Um, and the it's about, essentially, they try and stop global warming by freezing the atmosphere but they accidentally freeze the whole of the planet Earth because it goes wrong. And oh, okay. the only people that have survived are on this train, which is a thousand cars long called Snowpiercer that constantly has to run around the world on a track in order to keep its like momentum and stuff going. Um, but it's been set up like a class system. So there's first, second, third. Um, yeah. Which obviously is not going to hold. So it's kind of three years into its journey and everything starts falling down a bit. It is fantastically done by netflix the graphics are really good the mm. way it's filmed is really good it's not for everyone because there are some slightly more like graphic bits because it's a bit authoritarian at the beginning but okay it's, it's definitely 
if, if you want good good drama that's well thought out I would recommend it and the, I think in two weeks the last episode is coming out of season two so it's a good time to start oh, okay. watching it now because you won't have to wait <laughs> okay brilliant um yeah there's just so many great stuff on on Netflix at the moment what have you been watching um well I tend to watch um quite a lot I've I've recently watched The One um which is on Netflix um which is very interesting it's kind of like set in a world where like um everyone has like their own personal match that they should be with who they find irresistible and it kind of explores that idea and then everyone sort of has to do a test to find out who their soulmate is. Yeah. And um, it sort of plays along with that. And obviously it sort of goes by, you know, what if that was how that would work? And, you know, if you're married, but they're not your soulmate and how that affects your relationship with um, your partner and stuff. But that it's, sounds yes. really interesting, actually. I believe it's actually based on a book, I think. I think it was it, a movie as is well. It, is it called Matched, the book? Because there's a book called, I think it's called Matched, that is essentially the exact same plot. That has a really nice I'm not cover, 100- so I remember it. Oh, okay. I'm not 100% sure. It's really weird because Amazon Prime actually did a very similar thing as well um, called Soulmates, which was kind of the same thing, but it's yeah. different people like every episode, which... Um, Another great series, by the way. Um, nice. I'm adding these all to my list as we go. <laughs> yeah, literally. I love Black Mirror. It's it's a great show. Oh, um, so good. So good. I even liked Bandersnatch. I know a lot of people didn't like that, but I, I enjoyed that. I thought that was great. Um, I love Umbrella Academy as well. Um, I never really the... got into it. I tried to no watch way. the second season, but I just, I just honestly got bored. I was like, five is horrible to everyone all the time. And why he hasn't been punched in the face repeatedly is so beyond me. Um, and none of the other characters are like really likable enough for me to care. I mean, the music okay. is amazing. Oh, but yeah. I tried to watch season two and I was like, I just don't care what no. happens to them, which is kind of a problem when you watch a show. <laughs> so I'm sure it's great, but it wasn't for me. No way. <laughs> What did you think? Yeah. Oh God, that is funny though. Um, something else I've written whilst we're on the subject is uh the boys on Amazon. Oh yeah. I I definitely recommend. Like it's kind of like set in a world where superheroes are like real, and how the media and society would treat that. It's very okay. interesting. I think and, I heard some stuff about it a while ago on Twitter, but I haven't, haven't yeah, it's looked like, into it yet. Yeah, it's like the superheroes are not necessarily the good guys in this. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like a spin on that of what it would be like if superheroes exist in the modern world. And it's it's very, very good. Um, interesting. Th- there's lots of great... It's got a great cast and it's got like great direction and it's quite gory as well in some bits. Yeah. Um. But I really like how, like, I've actually been speaking about this a lot recently. Like, I really like how the comic world has been evolving, like, how we're getting all this darker stuff now compared to, like, the MCU, which is all the goofy superheroes and comic books are very goofy and wacky. So I'm kind of liking that we are getting that darker stuff now. 
um, if you get what I mean. Yeah, it's a nice contrast. I mean, my, my favourite Marvel film was Thor Ragnarok because it was so funny all the way through. <laughs> but I would have loved it even more if it had a few darker moments, I think, because just mm. to balance out the comedy. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, dark, darker stuff's always good as long as it doesn't go too far because <laughs> I am absolutely terrified of horror, so... Oh, okay. Um... Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, so, um, what? Obviously, you've mentioned Marvel, and you obviously, you, I assume you are a fan because obviously you said about Black Widow. Yeah. Um, so, um, how are you feeling with like all the new like lineup that we're getting? Because obviously, we've got all the new Disney Plus stuff coming out, and uh, got the new films coming out. Are, are there ones in particular you're looking forward to the most? Or, I mean, I am. The biggest Loki fan on the planet. I love Tom Hiddleston. So I'm so excited of that for the new Loki series. He's just so watchable. He's also good looking. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> the, it's the whole package. So I'm excited for that. I'm also probably more excited, weirdly, for uh, Multiverse of Madness, which is the new Doctor Strange one. That's right, yeah. Because he is, as a character, so fascinating that he's literally oh, a wizard yeah. that can do anything. So I really want to see where they where they go with it. Much like Wanda, they're so powerful. We want to see what they can mm. do with their powers. Um, so those I'm really excited for. Um, I'm excited for Black Widow, but I'm upset that they killed her before they let her have her own film. Which yeah, doesn't make sense to me because like mm. everyone will always loved Black Widow. They didn't give her own film. Now she's dead. They're giving her her own film, but everybody knows that can't go anywhere it's just a backstory so it's yeah it kind of breaks my heart a bit that she's only getting appreciation once they've taken her out of the films um yeah. i'm all, also again biased because she's ginger and i can cosplay her and they've removed <laughs> her so um yeah that, that's, that is a shame though because um i do feel like it was a very odd choice for them to do um but who knows like obviously all the disney plus stuff has been it's true knocking up in the park so i'm pretty sure if they ask scarlet to come back and maybe dr strange can save her <laughs> but yeah i'm pretty sure if they asked her to come back and go hey do you fancy doing a prequel series of black widow i'm pretty sure loads of people would be on board for that that would be really cool because i know that this film is mostly prequel i believe i um... believe it's set between civil war and the winter soldier I think. oh is it yeah, it's I, meant to be set in between there. Because when they were filming, there were a lot of like Soviet-style trucks around, so I was just assuming that it was like early Soviet. But I, yeah. I honestly don't know. Um, I'm just, I'm looking forward to it either way. She's a really good actress, and she, honestly, there are not enough female-led films in the Marvel universe. Which sounds I would like agree oh, with just that. another woman. Like no, there no, are I'd, I'd completely agree with that. Yeah, like there are so many male-led films, which are all fantastic. But I want to see more. And WandaVision is testament to the fact people want to see it. I want to see more about Wanda. I wanted to see more about Gamora. I wanted to see more about Black Widow because actually, like, all the emotion and all the past stuff, especially Black Widow, who has the whole Red Room backstory going on, you know, like, yeah. in the nicest way possible, Iron Man is one of my favourite films, but I don't care that he built a suit for, like, four movies. I want to know yeah. what happened to Black Widow in the Red Room. So anything that's female-led at the moment just it honestly fills me with so much joy like wonder woman fantastic film so good i couldn't agree more i that's honestly like one of my favorite superhero yeah. movies because um, it blew me away stunning. honestly like I could, 
it's it, it is amazing because um i actually remember seeing it in the cinema when it first came out and i didn't really think that high oh really like at least before i saw the film because yeah. um i saw the trailer and i thought yeah it looks all right you know went in and i was blown away and yeah. I, I i'm kind of glad actually that i went in with low expectations because it kind of surprised me a lot more and it actually made me appreciate it a lot more as well because um yeah because bear in mind, obviously, before we had Wonder Woman, the only real superhero-led movie we had to go by was the Catwoman movie, which is terrible. Um, so you can imagine, for me, I was a bit like, okay, let's let's just see where this goes. Um, and I was really pleasantly surprised, actually. Um, yeah. And I love the actress as well. I think she's incredible. Yeah. Um, honestly i couldn't imagine anyone else doing it i think Um, i think that was the fun thing was that a lot of people assumed that because there have been bad female-led superhero movies in the past it's super easy to be like oh well it's just because there was a woman lead and no one wants it whereas actually it was just bad writing so now we've been given good writing and a good soundtrack and good filming everyone's like oh actually it's more popular than a lot of the Mm. guy-led ones and just oh, yeah, what, the whole Amazon bit at the beginning where they're riding around and fighting, it makes me cry every time because it's so beautifully done. Yeah. And it's so empowering. And the thought the little kids are going to go watch that and be like, I want to be an Amazon. I'm like, yes, you do. Yeah. You absolutely yeah. do. <laughs> go, go and do that, please, for, for the whole of humanity. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I, I, I sort of thought that as well because... Um, Honestly, like the way that film was shot as well was was incredible, stunning. Um, but I, I I couldn't agree more. Actually, I'd, I'd love to see more female led stuff because there are female led characters that they can use. Yeah. Um, which we still haven't seen, weirdly enough. Um, but obviously we are getting a She Hulk series, which is Ooh, I'm really we? looking forward to. Yes, I had no idea yeah. about that. There you go, breaking yeah. news for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're getting a Miss Marvel. Okay, um, I know we're getting. Thor Love and Thunder which I believe is Natalie Portman as Thor which will be cool yeah that's right nice I'm looking forward to that um yeah that's that that's gonna be really I'm looking cool. forward to that because hopefully Darcy will be in it more and Darcy is oh, if I was I in love, the MCU I, I think I would have to be Darcy so I'm just oh. too sarcastic for my own good <sighs> so you say that but I, I I was kind of expect you to be almost like um the female Peter Parker um, with all the photography stuff. Maybe I do. I've been told by a couple of people on TikTok that I look like the female version of Tom Holland, which is no. really confusing because I look nothing like him. So I can only assume they're American people who think we sound similar because we're both English. But um, <laughs> but yeah, that was a really weird. That's probably the weirdest comparison I've got on that app. That, okay, that that is a new one. Yeah, um, I I can't see it, but. <laughs> I was like, thanks. I'll, I'll try. I'll try and look out for it next time. I just think about it sometimes, and it makes me laugh. So <laughs> I'll just be walking down the street. I'm like, that's just so odd, but okay. Like, have you ever like had other comparisons before? Like, have you ever had people say, "Oh, you look a bit like I mean, such and such"? Yes and no. I Egret, I agree with from Game of Thrones. Again, you might not. She's a small, the redheaded. Um, wild link she does actually look a little bit like me but all of the other comparisons i get are redheads um which leads me to believe that people are absolutely hair colorblind and the minute you're redheaded everyone's like oh well you look like every other redheaded person 
So um <sighs> so I kind of discount those because actually like there's there's no I like someone said Bella Thorne, which is the stupidest thing I've ever heard because we look completely like polar okay, that's a weird each one. other. Um but again she had red hair at the time. So yeah. yeah. So if anyone wants to compare me to people that aren't redheaded, I'll gladly see who I look like, but you know. <laughs> that must be quite demeaning though. Like that that sounds like um kind of a shame really it, it's not bad i mean i i do exclusively also cosplay redheaded characters because i can't be bothered yeah. with wigs so i don't mind it but it's just it, it just mm. sometimes i'm like did you actually look at my face or were you just like oh, just redheaded people it, it's it's quite <laughs> funny but it does seem to be like a real like blind spot for people mm. um but yeah i find it amusing there's no point being butt hurt by what people on the internet say because you know someone's yeah. always going to be rude to you um Obviously, another thing I actually wanted to ask you um, very quickly, actually, mm-hmm. was because um, I kind of wanted to sort of ask, what would be your um, advice to people who want to get into photography and stuff? Because obviously I know there's a lot of younger people who would love to be able to do the stuff that you do. I think, honestly, just pick up a camera and practice. Like my first photos were of flowers in the garden when I was learning what depth of field was. Um I will always, to the best of my ability, try and keep my advice free. So if anyone has any questions, you're free to pop up on Instagram and have a call about anything. Um, but honestly, that you will the first part of photography, you will feel like an amateur, like you're falling into traps. But everyone falls into those traps to learn. So just yeah. pushing through the learning stage and don't panic about finding your space because I went through a two-year panic of wanting to find a style, didn't. And now people message me occasionally saying like, oh, your post popped up and I knew it was your post because of the colours. And that's just because I've learned what I love, but I do it by accident and people see it. So just don't panic about having to find your own individual style. Just take pictures of everything and anything that you love. Be respectful. Be kind to your models because they're doing you the same amount of favour that you're doing them. And you'll go far. You just have to be a nice person. It's that easy. okay that's that's actually really cool um very positive as well like i I, honestly i love your positivity towards everything it's great thank you i try Um, like there's too much negativity out there you know it's just so it's just so refreshing because particularly where i work like which is full of miserable people so it's kind of nice to actually talk to someone who's so positive and i mean when i when i was trying to learn i there's a couple of photographers i met who really they were older than me and they thought they knew better than me and they just tried to basically tell me everything I was doing wrong and it's just rubbish and they also they were hesitant Mm. to share their advice because they didn't want me to like steal their way of shooting and actually what you've realized towards the end of the day is if you should be confident enough in your own work that you can tell anybody anyway to learn to shoot and they're not going to take your space because you've got your space and there's space for everyone so I basically want to use any platform I've got to like give out free advice, help people coming up because there weren't really any people around doing that for me. And I'd like to mm. do that to other people if I can, because it's photography scary if you don't know what's going on. So if anyone, yeah. if anyone panics, you can come to me and I'll do my best to help you out. Oh, that's, that's, that's actually very kind. And I feel like that's going to help a lot of people. I hope so. It'd be cool. Um, obviously before, before I wrap this up, um, Towards the end of my podcast, I tend to do a challenge. Oh, no. <laughs> um, 
yeah, yeah, don't don't get too scared. You're the second person I've had on here. When I second I bring that up, they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, no, um, it's called the thinking out loud challenge. Um, so what I tend to do on this is I will name a list of things, and you will literally have to basically just talk about the first thing that comes to your head. Um, it's it's quite fun. Um, at least I hope it doesn't scare you too much. Okay. okay. So are you going to um, name a whole list or am I doing a thing for each one? So what I'll do, um, I will list something and then you'll literally have to say a word or just whatever okay. comes to your head, like randomly. I'm a weird person, so let's go. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, weird people are fun. Yeah. Okay. So the first thing I'm going to come up with is photos. Uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is like rows of Polaroid photos on walls. And I think that's just a Pinterest thing. <laughs> okay. Um, bathroom. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> honestly, when I think of bathroom, the first thing that comes to my mind is there's always terrible lighting in bathrooms. And I don't understand why, because it's where you're meant to look good. <laughs> so whoever owns your bathroom lighting, I don't like you go away. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think of something like really hard that's going to get you on the on the spot. Um, shoes. I think all shoes should be comfortable, and my philosophy on heels is if you can't run in them when you're trying them on in the shop, then don't buy them because they'll be uncomfortable. So every time I try heels on, I go for a little run around the shop. Just to test. <laughs> um, COVID nineteen. Um, uh, both a welcome break from work so I've had a lot of nice time to myself however a bit rubbish in terms of trying to start your own business because you can't see anybody so <laughs> so a blessing and a curse but obviously awful for people that have lost friends and relations and uh, another last interesting one is um, describe yourself as a photographer without saying that you're a photographer I spend a lot of time at my computer staring at other people's faces and slightly correcting them, but not in a creepy way. <laughs> Does that I work? actually wouldn't have put it. <laughs> yeah, that works. <laughs> Every photographer I know spends way too much time in front of a screen just editing. So that's the, that's all I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is a new one, but I, I really dig it. Um, and uh, lastly... Um, yeah, this is going to be a bit terrifying. Um, so pre-warning. Um, I tend to get the guests to ask an audience the question for them to answer on like as this goes out. So sort of just getting them involved. Okay. Um, so I was kind of hoping that you would come up with a question for like just to get people thinking and we'll see who gets it right. And then we can like shout them out and stuff. Oh, so it needs to be a yes, time. no question? Um. It can be like a sort of quiz question, so something that actually has an answer. Oh, okay. Um, if if you can think of let one. Me, let me have a brief think. I used to on my uni quiz team, so there's lots of really random stuff going through my head. Um, okay, that's perfect. What is the biggest desert in the world? And the answer okay. is not what you think it is, so think it through. And don't Google Oof. it, and do not Google it. Okay. I actually don't know the answer no, to this. Most, so, um, some people will if they know what the definition of desert is. Some people will think they know and they'll be wrong. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. 
Wow. Um, honestly, uh, Charlotte, um, thank you so much for coming on. It's been it's been great talking to you. I've really um, enjoyed myself, and I've, I've yeah, it, you seemed like it as well. I mean, you was a bit shy at the beginning, but you seem to sort of be a bit more open, which is great. Um, so I hope I've been a good host oh, for you. This and has you've... been really, it's been like a really like informative, nice chat. And I've now got new things on my yeah. Netflix to watch list. So it's been perfect. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you're, you're very welcome. Thank you. um, obviously, lastly, um, before you go and we, we will leave you in peace. Um, could you like just sort of list out stuff that we can follow you on like through social media and stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So on Instagram, I am Charlotte Woolrich underscore photography. Woolrich is spelt W-O-O-L-R-Y-C-H and Charlotte Woolrich underscore cosplays. And on TikTok, I'm at Charlotte Woolrich and C Woolrich photo, I think, because apps hate the fact that my name's too long. Um and my website is www.charlottewoolrichphotography.com if you want to see my portfolio. Fantastic. Um honestly again, thank you so much and thank you you guys for listening in. Um be sure to follow Charlotte on all of that stuff because come on, she's clearly amazing <laughs> like you. just listening to all of that. Um but yeah, thank you so much and we will see you later. Thank you for having me. Have a nice day. You're very welcome. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. So if you enjoyed that episode of the podcast and you want to hear more of me bickering on with other people bickering on, then please do click on that follow button on whatever platform or device you are listening this to. Also, if you'd like to know more about the podcast and more about the host, then please do follow my official Instagram, which is Lucas out loud that is lucas underscore out underscore loud 